0: And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Real Verse World. And this is episode 33. Today, we have a very special guest one of Beyonce's longtime photographers and my good friend, Robin Harper. This episode is wild as fuck. Robin's first job as a photographer ever was working for Beyonce. I'm dead ass. His very first job ever was Beyonce. We covered things like how he uh, broke into the industry after moving from Kansas to LA, and his tips and suggestions on how to make everlasting connections with your clients and subjects, and so much more. I'm excited for you to hear this uh, week's episode. It's fucking good one, so you should keep listening. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you're probably wondering what Black Window Cream stands for. Black Window Cream is a private content creator group fueled by caffeine, or at least I take my coffee, Black Window Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We are a private group on Facebook open to creators of all kinds, aka if you make videos, if you're a photographer, if you do marketing, management, editing, and dancing, etc., 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 all creators are welcome. This is a community of people trying to figure it out, empowered by people who have figured it out, kind of. Our private group has been growing rapidly. We have a shit ton of members working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of becoming the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. Uh, you should do it. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. When you finish this podcast, I would love to encourage you to check out previous episodes. One episode specifically that could be cool for creatives to listen to is g photographer, videographer, Dusty Kessler on episode 24. We dive into a lot of cool shit about copywriting your photos and holding your own in this competitive workspace. Um, There's a very valuable lesson, several valuable lessons to be learned in there. So check that episode out. All right, that's it. Uh, Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in to every Sunday for a new Black Window Cream episode. And without further ado, I bring to you my interview with Robin in the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. (laughs) Disclaimer, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, I want to create a cool intro video that plays over this cool audio. But for right now, I don't have that. So it's just going to be a video of me and Robin staring at the camera blankly. So Enjoy that. Attention If you stop this podcast recording at any
1: time You will die I don't want to die Do you want to live?
2: Yes. You have 24
0: hours to share this podcast with 5 people or you will die I'm kidding, you won't die You're just weak shit for not sharing
2: And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to uh, Goes to Black with no cream What do you it's think? so
1: fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty I
0: knew you would say that And we are back with another Black with No Korean podcast. Uh, today is a special guest, Robin Harper. <laughs> um, Robin, you're a photographer. You also have a video camera sometimes. And you shoot for, you have been shooting since 2012 for one of the biggest artists in the world, Yonsei. A little bit. You work with. I don't even want to tell everyone what you do, because I'll probably do it in the intro, honestly, but um, just kind of summarize uh, what you do for a career right now, and yeah, tell me about that shit, Bang.
1: Well, right now, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah? To be honest. I think we're always trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it, I'm learning a lot of lessons right now, but currently I'm just taking pictures, shooting little videos, making content here and there. <laughs>
0: Robin, Robin has this ridiculous
1: eye with his
0: photography. Your photos are fucking fire. Thanks. And everyone knows that you're just saying, oh, just take pictures, blah, blah, blah. I already shared it within the group, and they already are seeing what you do in there. They have a million questions to ask you. But um, I met Robin at Coachella. A couple, like a month mm-hmm. before Coachella?
1: Coachella rehearsals. Yeah,
0: Co- Coachella rehearsals. I met Robin. He was bouncing around shooting photos. I have been there for a while rehearsing and doing some camera shit. And then Robin walked in, he had these dicky... Were they dicky pants? Probably the green, uh, red. You had green. like a, he had like a pair of each color, and he just walked in wearing these. Every day it was like a pair of these green dicky pants. And then the next day it was like red or maybe I had,
1: white. I do maroon, do white. I got blue. And
0: he had a whole thing. He started talking to me about this shit. It made me <laughs> like kind of think about my life and how i need to <laughs> buy different clothes because he's like yeah man i buy these pants for like 20 dollars." and then i i hem them at the bottom and i you do some custom customizing I your take pants? them in a little bit
1: yeah yeah my mom taught me how to sew so I like to taper the dickies so they fit on the shoes a little nicer
0: is that the is that the reason why it just fits on the
1: shoes Mm-hmm. so then what shoes do you wear with those i like chucks 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 vans boots <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right (laughs) it's it's gonna be this is gonna be fun because i can't i don't think i've ever had a conversation where where we've been serious the entire time so i want to get to some shit Okay. okay basically what i want to know is um can i have your camera my camera yes any of your gear sure i need to build out a rental studio and i'm looking for gear that i can get
1: for free i literally have one camera (laughs) that's it (laughs) what camera do you have right now well, I have a, I do a, f- I shoot a lot with the 5D Mark III that I bought on Craigslist. Really? Yeah. Still? Mm-hmm.
0: Were you shooting on that, on the tour?
1: Yeah. Shit. They got a 1DX, but I I just didn't like using it. It's too big.
0: Too- oh, okay, right. Without the extended battery or whatever, it doesn't really yeah, fit the I just,
1: same. I just like a smaller camera. Hmm. What about the um, 1D
0: or 5D Mark IV? You haven't switched to that? You don't care about getting new shit? Mm-hmm. Still does no. the same thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still does. I I used a 5D Mark II for like six or seven years, mm-hmm. and then bought the Mark III on Craigslist when the Mark IV came out. I like to stay a generation behind, save some money.
0: Save some money, that's right. <laughs> You're shooting the, some of the biggest artists in the world, and and that's what I love is that even for me, the, these cameras that we're shooting the podcast on right now, it's like the dad cams I bought for the podcast and then just happened to have them in a camera bag during Coachella time and ended up shooting with it, and it looked pretty cool. And then you even have seen the footage and yeah, shot I love it. I love these. You, you brought this with you to uh, when B did the cover of Vogue? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. I shot some stuff on that. That and Super 8. Super 8 and the dad cam. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that shit ended up shooting some shit for Dude, the Vogue. zoom
1: on that thing is crazy. It's unreal. I'm not a gearhead at all. No. I, I don't care about gear. I just like to use things that I'm comfortable with. I don't like new things. I don't update firmwares. I don't update OS like... I just like to keep things pretty OG. Yeah,
0: I know you do. It's, it's unreal. Why?
1: Why are you like that? Um, it it it's just not. I'm just not a. I'm just not tuned in technically hmm. to things. Like my when I'm shooting, I just it's more about the person. Right. It's just it's just me and that person. It's not. I I really don't care what camera I have.
0: So you like if you got put in a situation with a large budget and they told you to go, you know, you could do whatever you want. How would you spend that budget? What's your ideal scenario? Some people are thinking, oh, I'm going to get a studio. I'm going to get all this crew. I'm going to do all this shit for a big, massive shoot. What Um, what would you do?
1: I'd put the money in location. I'd still going to show up with a backpack and one camera. You know, no assistance, maybe, but yeah, let's go to a cool location. Let's go, you you can light a studio any way you want to light it. You can, you can see things in LA that have been seen. You can see things in New York that have been seen, but like, I don't know, let's go to suburbs of Ohio and shoot something or, Let's go somewhere beautiful. Let's go to Europe. Hmm. Let's spend our money on plane tickets.
0: Is there an example of a shoot you've done in like the no. last five years that you've done that? No. Have you been allowed that?
1: That's what I'm. I'm. I've been trying to push this a little bit with clients. Like, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I don't need much of a budget for gear. I don't need much of a budget for assistance. I really just want to get out. Right. You know, let's go see something cool.
0: For you. Huh? For you. <laughs> you like, I personally just try to get a quick trip to <laughs> Chicago real quick. I want to see some of my aunts.
1: Well, just, you know, light is so different all over the world. It's so much different. Like, light in Kansas, where I'm from, is a lot different than it is in L.A. How so? There's, there's like, texture and atmosphere in the sky that isn't in L.A. It's, mm. it's, it's big and flat and open and the, it has crazy clouds. And the quality of light is different. The sunsets are longer because it's you know, there's no mountains to to hide it. And the
0: skies are very fucking blue.
1: And the skies are very blue, and there's just, like, context to the sky. There's just clouds that just go off into the distance. It's right. so different.
0: What kind of photography do you do the most outside of concert photography? Portraits. What, portraits are your
1: favorite? Yeah. I do a lot of, like, music celebrity portraits. It seems lately I've kind of, like, fallen into that niche.
0: Mm. When we were... Um, shit, where were we? Atlanta... We were in Atlanta. We went to a strip club. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just a party there. And, um, Robin ended up bringing his camera. And oh, no, know that
1: was in Houston.
0: Houston, yeah. But we right.
1: go to, we've been to a few strip clubs. Together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. And there was, uh, this one was unique because Robin was allowed to bring his camera in, uh, just as like a trusted source, or whatever, through a friend and shoot, shoot, which yeah. was sick. Mm-hmm. And, um, he ended up meeting, uh, A bunch of strippers loved him and one of them was cool enough to like go back and do just a a photo shoot of it and wasn't some strip shit it wasn't anything like that was actually like her just modeling and what he did was really cool and i think you posted did you post the photos are on your instagram right yeah it's like uh he had the girl they just kicked it he built in his his hotel room he just took advantage of like a light what did you do how did you light the scene this is literally what you did to.
1: yeah there were a couple of lamps i put um i put a green bandana over one lamp and a red bandana over another. And then I lit her with my laptop. I made like a red screen on Photoshop. That's sick. And then we just <laughs> lit her like that.
0: Yeah, and the shots ended up coming out really, really cool. Yeah, it was
1: really pretty. She was really cool.
0: Yeah, that was dope. But I mean, that I like that you are able to figure out how to do things without very much. You know what I mean? I think that is a trait to, to not only be able to connect with the person, which is like a mad song. That, that, that's a super strong trait. Or... I don't think everyone can do that. Right. Like it's hard for a lot of people to get to a point where they're comfortable enough to be themselves or pitch themselves to an artist or to a celebrity or whatever to make them feel comfortable to allow you to shoot. And then on top of it to be like, yeah, this come into my studio and it's this two, these two lamps (laughs) and it's actually my hotel room and and I got my computers out and it's lit, but you know what I mean? Like and the photos turn out amazing, but, um, You know, it's it's got to take a lot of trust prior before people know, because a lot of people don't know if you're, you're when you're talented that you're talented until they see the final
1: product. Yeah, you need people to trust you. I think Mm -hmm. when when you're shooting, and I'm not someone who likes to put people into my photographs. I like to sort of change the photo for them, so it's always their photo when I'm shooting a portrait. It's always theirs, Hmm. just in terms of like look and quality and what they want to give me. I think. I think just having that attitude also makes them more comfortable. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make someone do something they don't want to do, or or I'm just going to, like, feel out the situation, and, um, you know, I'm not going to ask someone to do something that is is not them. Right. You know? Yeah. I think you just got to keep people, allow people to be themselves. Hmm. And then that's why I like to not shoot with a lot of assistance or a lot of lights. Like... I don't want to be fidgeting with light. I don't want to be fucking with light when I'm trying to get someone to relax. Right. You know?
0: What a What is uh the first time you realized that you would I wouldn't say you're getting you're probably getting better images when you think like that, but have you when you came in early, did you find yourself pigeonholed into like you have to shoot with lights, you have to deal with all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And you realize that that was creating an issue with your photos, because you're not allowing it to be their photo anymore, right? You're creating this world, and you're trying to do what you think is right.
1: Yeah, I I mean, so when I first got to LA, I was assisting a lot, assisting a lot of photographers. And at that time, you know, with these particular types of shoots, they had budgets, they had lights, they had a lot of assistance. And then, so that was sort of my idea of a good photo you needed assistance you needed lights you needed a set you needed catering and mm-hmm. all and it and it kind of deterred me for a, l- a little bit like uh, like I didn't think that I could take a good photo if I didn't have those things right right and then the first few times I got budgets and I was like I just wasn't ha- like like I would get those things and I just wasn't happy with the outcome and then when I sort of dialed it back a little bit and what allowed me to do that was working with Beyonce, just just shooting documentary stuff, just having a camera in my hand every day and like sort of developing an eye for what I like. And then that allowed me to sort of carry over some sort of like reportage style photography into the studio with a portrait. Mm. So I'm just able to let people do what they want to do. And I just shoot around them.
0: So what are like some lessons you learned in the documentary <clears throat> style shooting? That you were able to bring over into the studio? Like, what's, like, one or two thing takeaways? Um,
1: I mean, j- just sometimes just be kind of being a fly on the wall, um, being quiet works a lot. Like, I'm not someone who really directs people too much. Um, maybe I'll direct, like, an idea, but in terms of, like, put your hand here, put your leg there, like, that gets people in people's heads. You can't, you, you know what I mean? You can't cloud their can't cloud their brains with that shit so I just let people be themselves hmm. and, and that just like kind of that fly-in-the-wall mentality really helps right right, right.
0: okay so you let's talk let's go back to you said you when you moved to LA you came from Kansas
1: mm-hmm. Kansas City mm-hmm. born and uh, raised yeah born in born in Kansas City Missouri grew up in Kansas hung out in Missouri lived on state line for a little bit it's kind of it's very yeah for people who don't know Kansas
0: City is in two states pretty much
1: it's the city of fountains. The city of fountains? They say more fountains than Rome. Really? Yeah. In Kansas City? Yeah. Jazz. Very famous. Barbecue. Huh. Not Texas barbecue. It was Kansas City barbecue.
0: Tex- or The Kansas barbecue is nuts.
1: It's all about the sauce.
0: There was a jacket that my friend gave me from Kansas made. Mm-hmm. And I wore that jacket and the people were going nuts because I didn't know the logo was for... Gates Gates barbecue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've had gates. I need to, I can't remember. Because I was there, we did Chris Brown's rehearsals in Kansas City at the, what's the arena there?
1: Sprint Center? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we were there rehearsing and stuff, and I know, like, there was, like, one time where we got a few minutes to go break out, and I think that's what I had. But anyway, this girl's like, yo, are you from Kansas? I'm like, Iowa. <laughs> Why? Did you just ask me that, you random person? And she's chasing me on a scooter, too. I was, like, cruising by. And then she's like, You were on your scooter? I was on my scooter.
2: <clears throat> bird!
0: And then, Dude, uh. The bird life is so fun. Yeah, bird life is fun, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of bird scooters on tour. Uh, shout out to Aaron at Bird for sending those.
1: I was so anti bird for a little bit. And then I was just like,
0: I like this thing. It's because we, because
1: walking sucks. Yeah. Be when you're walking the same walk over and over, it,
0: you forget something in the bus and you have to walk all the way back. Those, think about it. We're playing in, um, stadiums those Stadium. motherfucking shits are huge they're really big they're big so if you forget something you got to walk all the way through this long tunnel that wraps around the thing or cut across it's still long shit so scooters skateboards riding them all the time yeah getting around this is not paid advertisement i wish it was <laughs> <laughs> i really wish it was oh um, okay let's go back so bird, bird, bird. born and raised in kansas grew up there <laughs> when mm-hmm. did you start getting into photography
1: um not until after I moved to California. Mm. I mean, I had, I had, I really wanted to work in film. I mean, my idea was that I was gonna like move to California and maybe be like a PA or something. Mm. I, I just learned about what a production assistant was. What really motivated me was the Fight Club DVD extras. Yeah. Um, there was this whole thing on like the making of the Paper Street House, which is like the house in Fight, fight in. Club.
0: Oh, the house that they like live yeah. in and all the cast. Of- and
1: I was just like, and at the time I was working construction and I've just been drawing my whole life and painting and I just got, I, I was super interested. So I kind of wanted to be a cassette builder. Right. And, um, so I was like, maybe I can move to LA and be like a PA or something or do catering. I don't know. I just got to figure it out. So I've moved out and then. What were you doing in Kansas? Like for work and shit? Construction. No. Mainly. That Car- was like it. A- like carpentry and bartending. Hmm. Yeah, so when I moved to California, I was like, I like, promised myself I wasn't going to do those two things. Right. Um, just because it's it's like easier to do in Kansas, and you can make a great living doing it in Kansas, and I just didn't want to do that anymore. So came out to LA, and then uh, stayed with my dad for like a week. He was living in Ohio. I where's that? Ohio is just like maybe an hour north of LA. So you were still not really in LA. Still not in LA. Right. But I sent out like 90 um, applications for jobs on Craigslist in that week. And I ended up getting a job at this place called B2 Pro. And I worked there for a little bit. It was like a lighting warehouse. Oh, tight. <clears throat> so I was like cleaning cords and Cleaning stands, it was like very Karate Kid, you know, like <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> Robin, the light, <clears throat> get this light. Well, this dude was like, you know, he would make me clean all the stands, and then <clears throat> I'm like, why am I cleaning all the stands? And then you realize that you're like opening them, closing them, opening, and closing, opening, and closing, and you get really good, like, understanding how they all work and what they're all for. And then through that, I you started... You were
0: cleaning it so, so that it could open easier or something? Or what do no, you mean, I mean? Like, they just di- get dirty?
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, they get dirty. Like, they get... They're on the beach. They get sand right, in right. places. So, you got to open them, clean them. And you're a rental company, too. So, like... Yeah, you want to look good. Yeah you, yeah, you want to look good. So...
0: But you said you realized what? You were opening and closing them, and...
1: I was, like, learning how the stands worked. You know what I mean? Right. And I was, I, yeah. And I was, like, learning the names of them, because they all have barcodes. Right. Like, how to do inventory. So, I'm like, oh, that's a C stand. Like, Oh, C stand works like this. These are all the things you can do with a C stand. But and is, you're not roller. even
0: thinking it from a shooting aspect, technically. Not you're even just, thinking about shooting. You're still thinking I could. I'm coming here to be a professional PA, or I'm coming here to be a set designer. Something, yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a wing it type attitude. It's so fucking tight. <clears throat> okay, cool. So
1: you're starting to learn, you know, about yeah, learning, some gear, learning that, and then we were like a like a boutique r- rental agency or like kind of company. So. Mm-hmm there were a few big photographers that we worked with and we had a specialty light so i learned that light and then i would go on to set with that light and then i started assisting these photographers and um yeah then that's how i started like learning about photography and i was like oh this looks f- like this looks kind of fun <laughs> like damn <gasps> never had a camera in high school you
0: never fucked around with like you know
1: so my dad got me a pentax k1000 in high school is that film Mm -hmm. okay i still have it but i had it for a photo class i hated photo class teacher sucked and i i I think i got a d maybe i didn't fail it but it wasn't for me so but you were learning
0: how to develop film and shoot or
1: yeah but i just didn't i didn't care. care at all right I'm just like this is stupid.
0: So, so you then you're okay. So now you're kind of going through the shit. You're seeing what photographers are doing. It looks fun.
1: It looks fun. It
0: looks fun. So, how did that kind of transition you into picking up a camera? Um, Was anyone like mentoring you from like those photographers? Did they fuck with you at all, or were you just kind
1: of like? Yeah. So, <clears throat> eventually, I like picked up a camera and started shooting. Like, started shooting my friends and doing portraits, and you know, kind of like trying to find my eye in Mm -hmm. a way like i always knew that i I like certain things but um i didn't really know how to take a good picture right nothing with like a lot of life and then i think that comes from just shooting really um no one really mentored me on photography itself right more just like life
2: Hmm.
1: how you should act how you should you should treat people right you know, what was one of your first jobs as a photographer? <clears throat> working with B. You're lying. <laughs> You're fucking lying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. How the fuck did that happen? How the um, fuck did this happen? All right. How so long the, have you been shooting up till this point where you start working with B?
1: I didn't really have any pictures to, to show them.
0: Are you good? Yes, I'm good. Start shooting. All right. See it.
1: No. Okay. So it was, um, this fuck. photographer that I was assisting, Cliff Watts, he's like my mentor on a personal level, too. Like, I really, really love that guy. And he, I don't know. He, I, I guess he's got a good relationship with the camp. <clears throat> God damn. it's my coffee, bro? <clears throat> I mean,
0: dark as fuck. It does, I, I'll sit here and cough out a long, all day long because that shit.
1: So he, like, he, rec- he, like, they were looking to add, um, like the photo portion of their team at the time like ed was doing video and stuff shout out to ed shout out to ed he
0: loves this podcast
1: <laughs> he does <laughs> well he just always
0: you're out here thinking about your podcast sh- <laughs> i'm like why are you always talking, talking about my po- you're getting videos for your podcast i'm like what do you mean i'm getting videos for my podcast <clears throat> that's not how this shit works he's a tornado man i love that guy i do too um go on so so what? ed was shooting video for them ed is now beyonce's creative director but prior, Visual director. Visual director. And prior to that...
1: Um, he, did, he he shot, shot a lot, lot of, of video stuff. Yeah. Right. So they were looking to add, like, a photo portion to the team, to, like, the rotation. And I think the team reached out to this guy, Cliff, and then he threw my name in the hat. They reached out to me. They're like, can you show us some work? I'm like, uh, like not really.
0: Give me, <laughs> give me three to five days.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, really. For, for real. So, like, I called um i was i like knew some dancers at the time and i called a bunch and i was like yo i need to like shoot some some like dancing or something like i really like i don't know so there were these girls doing like this small show at a small bar and i went and just like took pictures of them like getting ready and hanging out and and then i sent those pictures off and they really liked them i guess (laughs) that is
0: fucking tight you know when i was in iowa i started i was a google photographer really i shot virtual tours for google and that shit made a lot me a lot of bread that, that should allow me to move out here okay so i was doing that to hopefully build up a budget so i could leave but the way i got the job a friend like sent me the link was like hey if you if you can do this i'll pay i'll have you do all my apartments and i was like sick that's a lot of money and um i applied and the way I applied, because it was like, do you have a photo portfolio? And at the time, I was saying I wasn't a photographer, I was a videographer, and I worked for a music venue, mm-hmm. and so when I'd do the shows, I'd shoot videos, but I also grab photos, and I had like a flash and shit, but I didn't know what I was doing. I just right. didn't know how to fucking use that shit. But I, the photos ended up kind of like, I had an eye for video, so it sort of trickled into my photos, and I was just like, damn, the Google people want me to show my photos, so I just like, submitted a bunch of random shit i think some of them were with my phone <laughs> and i submitted it and like but i made it really nice in a pdf and yeah it like looked artistic and i did it in photoshop and shit and that got me a job i don't know how i did it it works yeah winged it yeah i gotta wing it so so you shot just one night and the little thing submitted it they liked it and then they just brought you on tour or what was it
1: no they brought me out to they brought me out to new york um to shoot some rehearsals mm. i think she was rehearsing for revel at that time Which was this first show she did after she had blue, right? And so I shot a little bit of those, and um, and then they kind of invited me to shoot those shows. It was like, I don't know, it was like five or six nights at Revel. This like, where is it? Revel's a venue. It's like a casino, yeah, in New Jersey, or man, I don't know. Because it's big, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's on the east side. I forget. I don't know, man, but... Who gives a fuck? You were I think there. I think it's been destroyed now. Oh, shit. But it's a hurricane. Oh, shit. Uh, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure about that. If
0: anyone knows what's going on with Revel, put it in the comments. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. <laughs> so, you, so, you go and shoot a couple of shows. You're the only photographer doing this right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Fucking insane. But you don't have to have really insane that is to think about... Think about this. At the time, this girl has her her tri- she's been in another group called destiny's child and she's a superstar and they for some reason like there's no photographers like they just kind of ran into you and you shot you were the only one shooting that yeah i guess it's tied to me
1: yeah i, I think they like the photos they like maybe they liked me yeah i don't know i feel like that camp is is more built on like sort of like trust and family yeah. so I, f- I feel like they tend to keep certain people close
0: you know, this is crazy, because I thought, this whole time, I thought that you had been
1: working before B. No, that she, like, gave me a chance. Super good That her, her team did, you know? Fuck. So, yeah, that, I got lucky, I, like, walked into that one. Yeah, you did. But. And you um, never
0: got, you never worked as a bartender,
1: or? No. Construction? Mm-mm. Straight to the shit, huh? No, I did do some set building, though. Did you? Assisting, yeah. That would be fun I worked with fuck. some production designers, yeah, that was super cool, and, um after shooting this like concert thing i still wasn't like able to get photo jobs i went back to like photo assisting and set building and i did that for a while and then
0: oh because it was just like six shows as a one-off and then yeah then there was no tour or nothing planned yeah. right yeah so that was it you just shot those shows and then came back
1: home uh-huh. and i'm pretty bad at like self promotion <laughs> so like no one really knew he's terrible at it when i was doing. <laughs>
0: awful yeah it's really bad That's <laughs> real <I feel> bad <laughs> i feel bad for him that's why we're doing this podcast throwing the boy a bone. <laughs> no so so you so then how did you find jobs like well what happened or did you did you just set build and do pa type work <clears throat> until the next until the tour came
1: yeah and then yeah then there was like um ended up shooting like mrs Carter show tour
0: okay but let's go back to the first time you shot her show what is it like for you being a kid from Kansas, winging it in L.A., and then going to New York and shooting a show like with at that magnitude of who she is,
1: it was it was it was really. I I don't know. I was i pretty humbled to be honest. I thought it was pretty crazy. I couldn't believe it.
0: What did you do to accomplish like? How did you approach shooting that show, that first show? To you know what I mean? You got to cover your ass and you want to make sure you have enough coverage of stuff like. But you're I know you now and you're very like particular like you know exactly what you're looking for. You're not sitting there blasting like ten thousand photos. You're just very like all right, there's gonna be something that happens here. I'm gonna capture that.
1: Yeah, I think I was blasting like ten thousand photos. Back then. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was probably just like get the
1: coverage. But yeah. I mean that's probably the smart but, thing to but, do. But but not because I wanted coverage. I was like I was so I was like so impressed w- with everything that was happening around me. Like mm. I hadn't seen like lights. I haven't I hadn't heard speakers like hadn't been in a venue like that. I haven't been around talented dancers and people that could sing and musicians and, like, girls that play drums. So I was like, what? We're, like, this is insane. There's, yeah. This woman's, like, playing drums and, like, sparks are flying up from the from the drum set. And I'm like, What? <laughs>
2: So cool! <laughs> oh shit! Look at that!
0: <laughs> so how were you? How are you changing it? Were you just kind of doing and shooting the exact same way for all six of those shows, like just making sure you're getting good coverage, or were you trying to find an artistic way to shoot that shit? <laughs> and what were you shooting with? You were shooting with the five D Mark II. Mark II.
1: Yeah. What lens? Did you only have like? No, I think I had like probably some options. T- probably twenty four, one hundred five, and seventy two hundred, and probably eighty five. Nice. Yeah. Now I mostly just shoot with a fifty. Yeah, I like the fifty. Even on like my point and shoots and film cameras, I try to keep keep it around fifty.
0: Okay, so anyway, there's like a gap of time. What's it like going getting off that tour and then just going back to like you don't really know what you're
1: gonna do. Mm. You know
0: what I mean? Like, how do you approach that?
1: Because that's pretty normal for me. I mean, I I don't ever know what, what what I'm gonna do. Like even right now, literally don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <Door just kinda laughs> what
2: do
1: you mean? What do you, like you got an insane portfolio? Yeah, I know, and, and I and I guess I could show people that, but like will I? <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> He's dead <laughs> serious. He is dead ass. <laughs> I don't know, will
0: I? Yeah. This dude shoots the album artwork. For everything is love and like just didn't post it. I think everyone on our tour had posted it and like credited him before he was like, I don't know. Should I post on my Instagram? We're like, yeah, fuck. You still haven't done that? That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So, so then I don't like that. I don't either. The first, the first tour is which tour?
1: Mrs. Carter Show.
0: Right. Which was how long?
1: That was a world tour. That was, yeah, that was pretty wild. That was five or six months i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know we did australia south america u.s canada europe yeah fuck that's crazy that was fun and then during that time we shot all those um or she she shot all those videos for the beyonce visual album
0: the lemonade before that oh the one yeah so was that where the video that you were in yeah robin robin even is an actor now (laughs) He, and I didn't know that till recently but he's like yeah I was in one for music videos and I'm like really and he just plays a husband he gets married to Ashley yeah one of her dancers put a ring on it what were you just doing BTS and they just saw you and were like Robin you'll be a perfect
1: per- person for this role uh yeah I think that's kind of how it I mean I think I, I knew going into that day I think they wanted me to be the groom oh really yeah for just a, a scene so
0: he's a good looking guy right He's looking at the cameras <laughs> But what, so what was that, like, how did you approach that first tour, you know? Tours, I mean, a tour at that magnitude is tough. Like, there's a lot of things that you can cover. I didn't, even going from, I've toured before plenty of times and and done a shit ton of shows, but it's always, like, never has been at a Beyonce, Jay-Z stadium tour level, where in my head I was, I even remember when I first, the first day I got brought in to, like, try out to see if I could be good enough. I remember coming home and like looking at the photos and being like, all right, cool. They, so they did do photos, and not, maybe they want recap videos. I'm like, I'm used to doing all that on my own. I'm like, I could do all this. I could do it for sure. Thinking mm-hmm. I would cover all the photos and videos all on my own.
1: Oh, that's crazy. I
0: don't know. That's just what I'd always only ever had to do. Right. When I did School Week like, the to Tour, it was all
1: just me. See, I'd, I'd never shot a concert before. And and really, I don't shoot like anyone any other concerts. Right. So the whole world of concert photography was really just sort of new to me. Mm-hmm. Well, everything was new to me because I wasn't really, I don't know, I was still learning like what a camera was.
0: Have you ever shot in like a, you've never shot in like a theater or anything like that or like a small venue like 2000 cap? Anything like where you're forced to like bounce around the pit or, you know what I mean, play with the venue?
2: No,
1: I've never been a music theater. I think you would love it. I think, I'm, I mean, maybe I would. I i think I've shot some like festivals and stuff after working with her, but um I don't know. I don't know a ton about music, to be honest. What do you mean? Like, who's who? What's what? Oh right. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like.
0: Ugh. Did you have to? Were you? <laughs> was it you or did? And, I know Andrew shot a lot downstairs, underneath the stage, when Khaled would be performing. Mm-hmm. Did you ever shoot down there?
1: Uh, kind of. Because you didn't know nobody. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. I was like, uh. Yeah. I, I, Is it, you you, know, you
0: I, or Andrew would always walk up to me like, "Yo, who's who's famous down here?" <laughs> Yeah, right.
1: That guy right over there. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I can't. You're just shooting like the homie the whole time? <laughs> You're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I don't know. It's like the assistant wearing all the chains. I'm like, you? <laughs> Do you make music? <laughs> yeah. Are you Jeezy's friend? Are you his I shot too short down there, though. That was like my Legendary? Blood. Yeah. Did you talk to him? It's like the OGs, I know. But the, a lot of these like newer cats, I'm not. I don't really know. Sure, but I mean,
0: if some singular artist brought brought you into it, like, hey, I'm performing at the Roxy tonight. You, this is you're getting invited by that person. You know what they look like, so it wouldn't be that challenging to like, that's that person.
1: Well, yeah, I I, Shoot th- th- the show. I think sh- shooting someone like that would be fun because I like to sort of kind of develop a connection with somebody you know what i mean and just right. figure out what their day is like and shoot that mm-hmm. shoot their experience rather than like being at a concert and just shooting the show just shooting the show because they're famous you know right, that, right. i don't really i'm like doesn't that that picture to me or, or at least taking that picture doesn't feel like fulfilling right that makes I need sense. need to like understand the person a little bit hmm.
0: how so going back to that first tour what you know what kind of approach did you take to shooting it like what were you doing to were you constantly switching your style up were you trying new things were you focusing on just her were you focusing on her the band dancers whatever
1: everything because was there how many photographers were on that tour then for a while it was just me and then there were two other guys that would rotate in and out so like i was on the tour the whole time and then the one guy will come in for a little bit for like a month or so and then another guy will come in. right and that was pretty fun
0: so would you guys You know I know how you guys did on this tour But at the time was it just like let's just cover everything Or were you guys kind of like Spacing yourselves out as to like what to cover
1: Yeah I mean We had to like service press photos too So Mm -hmm. we would kind of trade off and on And we had to take city photos And you know there's like a lot of lack of sleep That's happening so Yeah we kind of help each other out Right That's interesting too is like um, It was really like like a press job in a way Right just i mean we could be as creative as we wanted to but the the, like servicing photos and staying up and editing and like pushing out and like right getting photos up was really important i think that's one thing i really learned was like workflow yeah like like editing as soon as you take photos and then just like like make a decision and and get them out there right that's really that's still something that's really hard for me to do i'm pretty indecisive and i can like that's why I like shooting film a little bit more because you have you have less choice. Right. You know, with digital, like I end up overshooting or something because I'm nervous or whatever. And then I I'm just like can't make a decision. Hmm. I could sit on photos forever. Right. I still haven't edited the photos from the strip club.
3: <laughs> Those are dope photos, I know. Dude, they're amazing.
1: Yeah. Damn. That makes sense. And, I, and it
0: is like at this point, and especially right now, the way social media flows, it's like, that demand to have content out immediately at a at a professional level is there, and it just takes a lot of effort to make it happen.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to do. Hmm. So I'm, it's hard for me to sit on a computer. Yeah, you don't like technology at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> take take me to the ocean. <laughs>
0: for real so then but you've done you've done jobs in between all this with her touring with her um for even before tour you went and didn't you go do a campaign somewhere some jeans or some shit
1: yeah shot shot some stuff for levi's levi's um i've been working with like some different departments in nike that's been really cool i've been lucky enough to like work with different magazines a lot of like online editorials and some print work with a lot of like, um, working with a lot of music people, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but yeah, I think 2017 was really good. I was just shooting
0: all kinds of shit. Yeah. What what were you grabbing? What do you enjoy the most out of all of those magazines um, doing Nike shit, branded content, um, artist content?
1: Uh, I think, I guess it doesn't really it doesn't really matter what type of job it is. I mm-hmm. just like the way that the certain days unfold like I like when it's really chill and it's just me and another person and we're just like vibing and taking pictures right that's what I love mm. and that 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 you know I'm trying to like I guess get to a point where all my jobs feel like that
0: right very like cohesive and and relatable to like I feel like if you can adapt and build a relationship with the artist like the energy in your photos are much more stronger than like you said, just showing up and shooting the show. And and maybe you have like five minutes backstage before the show. It's like, you don't really get shit out of that.
1: Right. Like I like to bring my dog and take long lunches and just let the day unfold.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. We got an eight hour day. The budget's $200,000. We're bringing in Robin Harper, the photographer. He's coming in. Um, he needs a three-hour lunch break, he said, and a play place for his dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be sixty k out of the budget, and we build him. It's like The Rock. When The Rock comes to the movie <clears throat> set, they build him like a fucking gym. Like he has a full-fledged gym. Oh, yeah. On set, and it's just like his, only for him.
1: Yeah. It's fucking I, sick. I need that for my dog. Yeah,
0: for your dog. You love your dog. Yeah. <laughs> We love you loving your dog. He's got this <laughs> ridiculous relationship with his dog, and it's like a full-fledged his wife. Like, his dog is his wife.
1: <laughs> Dude, every time I post pictures of her on Instagram, like in my stories or whatever, I lose followers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wonder why that is, man. You think the beehive is <laughs> Like be- about-
1: What, beehive don't like dogs? Yeah, I
0: don't know. That's weird, right?
1: <laughs> man. <laughs> they like Jimmy. I post pictures of my cat. Yeah. I th- well, yeah, that's because it's not all you do that's true
0: that's all you do
1: I just look like a sad dog dad this dude takes his
0: dog on like like they'll just hop in his car and go on long road trips like
1: yeah we go to Kansas and yeah
0: your dog probably loves going to Kansas yeah running all over the fucking place with real grass
1: Mm Mm-hmm. she loves it damn so
0: back to (laughs) stuff we keep talking about Jada yeah shout Uh, out Jada hashtag Jada um let me, let me see. I, I don't want um, <clears throat> to... What what made you choose to forego college? All right, well,
1: I actually went to college for four years.
0: But you said you... Drive. Oh, so you just... Didn't yeah, and then complete. and
1: then I, I, I was like, I was like, this place, man, this place fucking sucks. Which school? Like Kansas State.
0: Hey, I just heard from a valid source that you guys suck. you <laughs> <laughs> sure, listening. K-State University, man.
1: Maybe it's... I mean, maybe it's better right now, but like... For me, school was, was really hard, and it wasn't fun. And I was working full-time, and I was supporting myself. And um, I, I just wasn't learning what I wanted to be learning. Right. And it, the opportunities, I think, like the internship opportunities for people in the art program were pretty limited. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of saw that as like something I didn't want to do. Like, guys in the graphic design program are like going to work at like the college shirt Check. Yeah, yeah. You know? The print shirts. And and I'm like, I can't... Homecoming. Right. I can't do that. I, I don't... That's not my thing. So, I looked at my... After being in there for four years, I looked at my transcripts and I was like, fuck, I have another two years of this shit. And I couldn't How?
3: do it.
0: Oh, fuck. Just from taking, like, smaller amount of uh, credits so you could work?
1: Well, I was failing a lot of classes and um, I was... Also taking, like, really low-level courses because mm. I didn't take my SATs or anything. Right. I came out of high school with a shit GPA. Right. And I just didn't really set myself up very well. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, like I, I mean, if you want to go to college, like, I would say drop out of high school and start taking community college classes and just get that shit out of the way. Because, right, that's the same thing. Because, like, my first two years in college, I was literally taking all the same classes that i took in high school
0: right it's crazy right like those two like two years of just bullshit classes that you're just like this is not what i'm it has nothing to do everything i took in community college has nothing to do with what i do right now right yeah i don't do math i use my iphone
1: (laughs) you know what i mean i know fuck i wish i i wish i was a little better with math but like yeah just school wasn't for me i just didn't see like the whole grade system like i really kind of fought against it i'm like like you can't threaten me with a d like a d fine Fine. okay right (laughs) doesn't change my day you know it's not my i I don't care for this whole process were you skateboarding during all this Mm -hmm. because robin
0: low-key really really good at skateboarding surprisingly him andrew and Julian were like this skate team on our tour. <laughs> yeah. and it was tight because uh, when we first started making the like gifs on Beyonce.com, the videos, I got a fifty second gif approved of Robin and Andrew skateboarding. <laughs> Hell yeah, that was sick. Where was that? Uh, I don't know, but it was crazy because I remember wherever we were at, it was overseas.
1: Was it Barcelona?
0: No, no, it was somewhere else. It was um like, I don't know, but it was fucking crazy because. You guys were skating. I remember, like, I, I was chasing you with my longboard, the boosted board. And you guys, like, did your trick. And I was, like, trying to slow down and come around the corner. And as I stopped, I, like, looked up. And there was, like, three military guys standing there with, like, assault rifles. And I'm like, where the fuck are we skating at, man? This was, <laughs> yes. like, a train station. I was like, what the fuck? But, uh. Different world. Yeah, it was a different world. Um No, yeah, that makes sense to, you know, sometimes you just got to pull the trigger on that shit. But were you pulling the trigger on college, like, all right, I'm fucking out of here and move to LA or did you pull the trigger and just like, I'm just going to work in Kansas and try to figure out a new plan?
1: No. So I, I was living in Kansas for the summer, in Kansas city for the summer. Mm-hmm. K state was like two hours away. So I was looking at my transcripts and I'm like, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to do this. Moving to California was something I was like flirting with for a long time. Right. And I even had a painting teacher at my school who like pulled me aside after class and was like, get the fuck out of here. He was kind of a drunk, and he he was. I really liked him. I thought he was cool as shit. He was kind of like a Lebowski character. Right, right. But, like, he was like, get the fuck out of this school. And I'm like, okay. Say no more. (laughs) Yeah. I'm out of (laughs) here. And they're like,
0: our tuition, what the fuck did you say? So I I told him to stay.
1: So I enrolled in a bunch of classes. Then I was like, called him, and I'm like, I don't think this is going to, like, I'm not going to continue this. So, yeah. I moved to California that summer.
0: Going on to california and obviously diving into being like a photo assistant and shit what would you say are some of like the the key things that you learned as a photo assistant and what advice could you give to someone that may be in that situation right now or is looking into getting photography and that could be an avenue because i feel like being a photo assistant you have a lot lot of opportunity to learn obviously Mm -hmm. um so someone just asked the other day like i'm about to be a pa on set like does anyone have any tips and like mine was just be uh get off the fucking phone yeah stay off your phone stay off your phone and be ready to go. but like what would you suggest to people that are in a photo assistant world?
1: Well, definitely stay off your phone like and also a lot of aspects of life, yeah, like you know a good a good quote that I heard was that attention is the highest form of flattery mm. so if you can just look someone in the eyes and connect with them and just be a cool person, that goes pretty far. Photo assistants and other p a s and things like that, they hire people that they like right so you're not really trying to impress the photographer as much as you're they're like working for the photo assistants on a lower level right. right you're working for them you're making their life easy so like one thing like i'm pretty like neat and tidy just like the way i touch things and move things and facts um like i always set things down like parallel to something else you should
0: see his fucking suitcase too <laughs> Which I wanted to attempt to do it because it seemed like a more simple way of packing on tour, but it, uh.
1: yeah, no, it's stressful,
0: yeah, you had everything in rubber bands, <laughs>
1: divided, yeah, yeah it's color smart. coordinated color coordinated, <laughs> crazy, all right, go on, so like you know, putting things down like in order, right, right, like like don't like you're gonna move this over here, put it down nicely, make it look like it was meant to mm-hmm. be there, you know. That, I think, keeping your area tidy, making sure cords are tight. Um, Like, I got yelled at one time for bringing this thing to set. This guy asked for, like, a Hudson sprayer, like a water sprayer. And I brought it to him, and he tried to spray it, and I didn't pump it first. And he was like, why the fuck would you bring me something that's not ready to use? And I'm like, okay, like, learn that lesson. Like, if you're bringing something for someone, make sure it's ready for them to use. Right.
0: That makes sense.
1: Um and just try to like anticipate people's needs Mm -hmm. you know like like if you see a photo assistant over you know 30 feet away setting up a stand but he doesn't have a sandbag bring him a sandbag have it there ready for him so he doesn't have to walk away and grab one right you know like just sort of just just learn and be cool and anticipate and like um like tell jokes but not too many (laughs) But ultimately, your goal, the
0: job is to, like, just make everyone's lives easier. So, however you approach that, like, approach it in a way that if you were the photographer, if you were any other role above yours, what would you want? You know what I mean? Like, kind of think in that aspect.
1: Yeah. If you see someone struggling with something, help them, you know. It's easy. It's a no-brainer. You lived
0: with Todd? Mm Mm-hmm. Todd Torso, and you were in, uh, when was that, after...
1: We met on Mrs. Carter tour. That's when he kind of first started working with me as well. And he, we, we just like we like partied one night in Paris and hit it off. And he told me that him and his girl were looking for a roommate. Todd. So I moved in. You so
0: Todd is um, Beyonce's creative director. Mm-hmm. Wait, I thought so. I thought her and Ed. I don't know the titles, man. But anyway, well, he oversees
1: a lot of the vision. Yeah, he 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 does a lot of things from like merch to album packaging to videos to like kind of everything right i think he kind of helps to like wrangle the entire image as like a cohesive brand
0: sure makes sense the what's crazy is i remember um when they brought me in to do the first time i shot with her i didn't even know it was for her really and I like sat down. They're like, all right, you're just gonna go in there and shoot, and just like see how you guys vibe and blah blah. Because blah. they told me to like show up for a meeting with this person, and to bring my camera stuff in case I might be able to shoot. <laughs> and I was like, who? And the, and because it's Ed, so Ed's just blah blah blah. Just you know, he's talking fast. And then I, they're like, Beyonce. And I was like, oh shit. I didn't. I was like, fuck. Right. <laughs> so whatever. I go in and shoot, and um, they're like, we're gonna have you talk to the other. Uh, come back and talk to Todd. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh shit, I just listened to, to a podcast that Todd was on, which was cool as fuck to like have full circle meet mm-hmm. him, because I remember listening to it, just being like, man, what a life. Uh, him talking about what he does for his job, it was on, on um, the Long Story Short podcast, right? Uh, Young and Reckless mm-hmm. drama. And that shit was cool, it was inspiring to listen to that, but it was even more inspiring to like have him talk to me about my shit and mm-hmm. tell me like give me correct uh criticism and and i was able to like take it and try to make my product even better and then to now become friends with him and have seen like all of his accomplishments over just like the past nine months from yeah. coachella to this on the run two tour
1: it's like yeah he's he's cool like living with him like really changed my perspective on a lot of things
0: yeah i was gonna say what lessons do you think you've learned from todd hmm Look at him like. (laughs) (laughs) like... Well, I
1: guess they're not lessons if I didn't remember them. But we just we just had like a lot of really good talks. Right. You know, he kind of. I don't know, man. He he's like a big brother to me. Right. Like just you know, I really respect what he does visually, and then just him on a personal level, the way he is, like his family and the people around him is all really inspiring. Mm. He's just a good, positive dude
0: what What do you say sets your photography apart from anyone
1: else? Um, I don't know. I feel like photography can be pretty there's so many cameras and there's so many ways and there's so many photos now it's like hard to not for things not to look like other things. but I would just say, you know maybe my approach in the room the way I am with people. I feel like is different than some people do it. That's what I was gonna say. I'm a little more relaxed. I'm kind of like it's not that big of a deal. We're not saving the world. We're here trying to get a good picture. <laughs> like, it's like no no one needs to feel bad about their day. No one needs to be yelled at. No one like right. You, you know we we're just here taking a fucking picture. The
0: one thing I like that I think is different. Like so, say for me shooting docu style content, it I've always approached it first to be fly on the wall as much as possible and then slowly build my relationship with whoever i'm working with to make them i mean make them feel comfortable and like just be in my spot and let them do their thing and obviously i'll get a better clip out of that but i think what you've done really well is that you can approach you approach people or see people in a way where you might not necessarily i always come in with my camera running where you might come in not with your camera at all and develop relationships with people like you could go in and meet the crew guys you'd be meeting like the truck drivers and shit and talking to all these different people where i would see the truck drivers and i just film them in the idea of like this is great b-roll and i'm just filming that and i don't need to go and tell them i you know what i mean cuz yeah. it's it's weird maybe it's my face or something, but I feel like it, it creates like an uncomfortable when you start talking to them about how you're going to do something mm-hmm. specific, but you build relationships with people really well. And I think that's like a solid trait that you have. That's different than a lot of people. Cause you can just, you're just friendly as fuck, I guess. Yeah. You just,
1: I, yeah, I think it's important to, to chat with people. Right. You know I mean, not everyone wants to have their picture taken, but I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's like, if, like if, if you shoot street photography and, and you're walking around and you're trying to steal pictures of people. Like you're going to get better pictures. If you go and like bum a cigarette from a dude and talk to him for five right. minutes and then be like, <laughs>
0: yo, if I did that, if I come like, a cigarette, you'd be like, like throwing yeah. up. No, I just would hold it and then like start talking to him and then he, and then just like throw it on the ground. Like, yo, what the fuck? You didn't smoke that. No, I don't smoke, bro. I'm just trying to get a photo of you. <laughs> no, you're right though. Just to have those like, little moments with people, people. Yeah.
1: Talk to people. Mm. Like it, it really goes, it it goes far. And then, um, but also like, you know, it's, it's important to do those things. So, you know, what kind of person you're taking a picture of. Right. So, so you can, like I said earlier, so you can make it their picture. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's like my only client is the, is the talent Mm. or the, the subject. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, that's how I feel. I think it's really important. I want them to like their photo. I think it's really necessary.
0: How come you never took any pictures of me, Robin?
1: <laughs> Why did you ever do that? I think I took some pictures of you.
0: Yeah, because I was running across the stage in the background of your shots, probably.
1: Yeah, I did. That was a <laughs> fucking guy.
0: That a fucking guy. What was it like? All right, so like through Beyonce... <laughs> Through beyonce's jobs that you did with her, a total of how many tours three yeah three three tours yeah. you did um two of like her movies or or you did did you were you there for lemonade
1: yeah, I was there for lemonade and um the music like probably like seventy percent of lemonade and like you know eighty ninety percent of like the beyonce visual album right um and a lot of those pictures like turn into album artwork and like you know what I mean and and then we did like, we've done a couple editorials, a couple magazine covers.
0: Yeah, like what, you did, you did Vogue, or you were there for Vogue doing like a BTS piece about it?
1: Yeah, and then um, I shot her the, the cover of her for Flaunt.
0: Right, just that like, photo looked hard.
1: Yeah, you know, that, that was a cool day because we were just, like she did her own hair and makeup. We were just at her house. It was very chill. There were only a couple of people around I showed up with a backpack, you know.
0: Did you know you were shooting for Flaunt that day? Mm-hmm. So you went there for the, uh, you were trying to find this cover photo.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, we did another cover with Garage Magazine, which was like a collaboration with Urs Fisher. That was cool. But it was like, really that Flaunt editorial that gave me a push, mm. I think, in the industry to shoot other things. Why? I don't know. I think people like seeing magazine covers and like, I don't know, that photo like her falling in the pool was on like good morning america my mom called me about it that's crazy i was like whoa because i guess anytime she does something it's i don't know a big splash it makes a splash yeah but so that that gave me a good push and i'm like super thankful for you know todd kind of putting me on for that i was gonna say
0: how did was todd the one that was recommended you to shoot it yeah it's crazy
1: yeah and that's because we were like living together so so we were able to just like spitball and like kind of get into each other's heads and
0: but then it goes back to net, like networking, because I talk about that as like a very valuable resource is just the idea of communication and talking to people and becoming friends with people.
1: But not You're networking at, to network. No, like, like just naturally being friends with people. Make like, friends with people that are your people. Yeah. Like don't try to like stretch yourself into a friend circle that isn't you. You right. need to just be yourself and and like surround yourself with like minded people and mm-hmm. keep it all very genuine. And I think that really helps because, like, we're lucky enough to work in an industry where we can kind of keep it like, it's like a middle school class project. We can like pick our team, right? You know, we can work with our friends. Hmm. So like, you know, talent talent goes pretty far. Talent gets you in the door, but ultimately, it's like your, it's like your personality that's gonna keep you around, right? You know,
0: no, that's very true. Hmm.
1: So, this
0: on this tour, we're in Paris or whatever, and you guys go to the um, whatever that fucking museum's called, the Louvre, Louvre,
1: it's a big one,
0: it's a big one, huh? (laughs) Um, you go to the Louvre to shoot uh, BTS of the music video for Ape Shit, Uh and you end up capturing some images that got used for like the album booklet, but most importantly, you did the cover art. For the album mm-hmm. of slick and jasmine she was doing his hair did you know that was going to be album artwork just no, shooting no yeah just shooting around what was it like getting that photo specifically and i'll post this i'll post um photos and this stuff in the show notes for people that want to see shit or just follow robin on instagram he only has like 10 photos on there so it won't be hard to find <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were just they, i mean they were just setting up for a shot like that was that was gonna be a shot in the video and yeah they, they were just like adjusting the lights and shit and you know I was just kind of like lingering around them and shot some pictures
0: have you shot any of her album work prior um like the cover of the album
1: yeah formation cover that was yours formation single yeah shit with her like hanging out the el camino yeah
0: my el that, Camino. that's your car right yeah <laughs> That was also funny as they said that she really would always like want his car there. Like you use your car in
1: like two music videos? Three. Three? Yeah. Which ones? Um, the, what is that? Feel, Feeling Myself in Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. That's when the El Camino was gray. And then... You painted it? Yeah. I got For the a, video? No, I got into a wreck. Oh, shit. I got into a wreck and then ended up doing some like body work and getting it painted.
3: Right. Um,
1: and then the next time we used it was in formation. Hmm. They had rented another El Camino. Um, Did
0: you show up to set in your El Camino? I showed
1: up in my El Camino, <laughs> and this dude's El Camino couldn't do uh, couldn't do donuts. Damn! I was like, I can, I think I can do donuts. <laughs> I
3: I can I think
1: El Camino can do donuts. So you were driving the car doing donuts? No, they they got a stunt girl to do it.
3: Lame unions, man. Yeah, unions. Um,
0: so that's another tool, guys, is to always have a really dope car. Like, know people and do all the <clears> circle <throat> shit and be friends with people, but also have a really cool car. Cause
1: yeah, keep to yourself. Turn your phone off. Buy
0: a good car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My car's dead downstairs in the garage right now. i got to figure out what I'm going to do next. So is yours.
1: Yeah, my car... Fucking 04 Volkswagen Passat to the dust.
0: Damn, we both came out of the biggest <laughs> tour in the world and just have no cars right now. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh, oh. Getting, getting. Uh, you you said that like the the cover of a magazine is something that kind of catapulted you or got you more work. You also signed to an agency, right?
1: Yeah, it was it was at the release. Kind of, I met this this agent at the re- the magazine release of that cover. What like a party like a release party yeah they do like release party the magazine does mm-hmm. okay i was like talking to this dude and i think he was an agent and um, i think <laughs> he was like well he is he well, i had, like my perception of him at the time was oh like, right right where this dude is. and uh, i think he thought that i worked there or something i, I don't know but he was like oh why are you, uh, what's what's your involvement here and i'm like oh i, I, sh- I shot the cover <laughs>
0: It's like, fuck, I was going to ask you for a new hors I was just kind of (laughs) like,
1: I was just kind of like sitting around, not not talking to anyone, smoking chain, smoking cigarettes. This fucking guy. (laughs) His, his cover release party. I was like, I didn't even want to go to this. Right. But, um, yeah, it was cool and.
0: But what? So he just starts talking to you and you tell him you shot the cover and he was like, oh.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, so he was, he was just like interested in talking. So. I went and met with them and like, you know, anyone that you meet with, whether it's a client or whatever that's interviewing you or like a job interview, Mm -hmm. it, it, the interview goes both ways. Like you have, you're interviewing them as well. If that's someone you want to work with. 100%. If you're going to go work at Best Buy, whatever, the guy's interviewing you, you should also be interviewing him. Right. What is this job like? You need to understand if that's something you want to be doing or not. You know? Yeah. And so so we were able to like hang out and talk at the office and it was like very no pressure and um yeah, kind of like... For him to sign you or and for it, his it, agency it, to it, sign you. It, it, it was not even like, I don't sign contracts. I hate contracts. Right. I, I hate like, I hate not having freedom to sort of do what I want to do and this is like a no contract situation. Oh, cool. So
0: So they're just wrapping you and you, it's just like out of the ha- handshake that... If they find you work, they get a cut. Mm-hmm. If you have a good job, you probably bring it their way. Yeah. Scenario. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. That's cool to know that there's alternative options for. Obviously, if people like your work enough, they'll do what it takes to get you.
1: Yeah, and and they, you know they're just really supportive as well. Mm-hmm. It's been really it's been really cool. So, I'm like happy to to like, you know, give them a percentage because they help me, in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they can. They can fight for for rates, they understand usage, things that i have I have no clue about, right, you know they take care of that shit, yeah, they take care of it, and I think it's important to like I don't know not connect yourself with the money, right, it's just keep it creative, I'm like I can hardly count to ten, let's <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah, up colors and to surround them, surround yourself with a team that you trust that can take care of that shit for you, I yeah, mean, you have to trust them, right. And that's good that they've been good to you. So, what what advantages have you seen since you've signed with them aside from they take care of all the bullshit on the back end? Have they are they bringing you jobs that you enjoy?
1: Yeah. More elevated work, I think.
0: Did you look at any other agencies before signing with this one or was this like the only one, the only no, option?
1: I hadn't even looked at agencies. I the, it wasn't even like an idea of mine. Right. And it just kind of like fell into my lap and I was like, "Oh, I guess this could be this could be cool. I should try it, you know?" And it's been good. It's been yeah. a couple of years now, so Damn. Um,
0: Let's see. I feel like I have covered a lot of good shit here. What are three tips that you could give photographers struggling to make power connections? Um, Like you do with Beyonce. Like if they start working with an artist, how can you develop or or even the team of the artist? Because sometimes, you know, the artist is untouchable.
1: I think like the idea of of like making a power connection or making connections is like you're going about it backwards. Mm. You need to be the the best version of yourself. You need to be open to experiences. You need to be open to meeting new people. And through that just sort of general way of living, I think you will end up in a circle of people that you're meant to be in. And you'll be comfortable in and you'll fit in and those people will sort of help you grow or you guys can all grow together. You know, that's how I got in with Beyonce. It was not because I was trying to meet her or wanted to work with her or needed to work with a big celebrity. It's cause I was assisting this photographer and we were just like, cool. We had a great relationship and he liked the way that I did things. And it made him comfortable enough to, um, like you trust know, you to, and suggest you. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That's cool. I think that's really important. It's just like, it, 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 it's, it's just like be yourself right? and be like the best version of that.
0: I love that. The, I feel like I feel like it's tough for people to see that that's possible, and that some people I always see people, and I know it's probably just like a lot of the comments on this shit is like the beehive being like, "Oh my god, how do you control yourself around this person?" I feel like people forget that these massive celebrities have just accomplished dope shit, but they're still like regular people, and so if you are just a regular person to a regular person, you're probably gonna make a friendship naturally or build trust naturally. It's like a solid thing to. To maybe approach um, everything you do in life right because <laughs> even big companies and shit it's not like they're all monsters you know what I mean they're all just dudes that are working in offices that need to spend money but they're also personable people that you could build relationships with outside of just trying to get the budget you know what I mean yeah Um, Ku man this is funny I want to, uh, I basically, every time I do a podcast, I ask my community if they have questions for you. Mm-hmm. So I got some, some fire ones. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Questions. A lot of questions. Some people were overambitious <laughs> and asked a fuck ton of questions. <laughs> That's fine. Some people would ask 15 questions. I'm like, good God. Uh, so I'll just ask a couple. Okay. Um, and I always botch their names. So you hear that? Is that your bike? Someone's Someone stealing your, your motorcycle? <laughs> Shit. Uh, Regan Kastner. Regan Kastner. She said, she's so excited for this episode. She says, how does he deal with copyrights over his photos when shooting with celebrities and probably needs certain photos to be confidential? And when he signs them away, how much more does he charge for that? Which is funny, because he was just talking about how he doesn't like to deal with this shit at all. <clears throat> but do you know from working with your agency how they would negotiate or do things like that?
1: Yeah, so I I know the agency, like, there's... You know, you need to go into it at the at the beginning with, like, an understanding of... Okay, you're getting this many images for this type of usage, and this types of usage lasts this long. Anything outside mm. of that needs to be renegotiated. Right. Right. So, um, a, you know, a record company might buy um, 12 images or something, and they'll say that, well, these are going to be used for PR, or like PR and um, like album artwork are two very different things. Right. Right. Like international advertising is very different than an Instagram post. Right. Right. Something me on a billboard is very different than a website banner, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So I think just
0: kind of outlining those things and understanding like the cost difference and
1: yeah. And, and, and if, if, if you can't own the image, if it's a full buyout, then the price goes up. Right. Right. Your bitch.
0: rate should be higher.
1: Your rate should be higher. If it's, if it's a full buyout, if you can own the image, then it's kind of just up to you because you can do whatever you want with that image. Right. I mean, keeping in mind if it's a celebrity or something that y- you always give them like sort of veto rights mm-hmm. and you just let them know what you're doing with it or whatever. But it's like working
0: at a, a sales job and you make commission off something. You kind of can treat it the same way. You're going to get your hourly rate, but it's lower because you're making commission off something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Vice versa. Go like this. You got uh, eyelash right here, on the other side. This is what homies are for. Blowing that shit. Make a wish, bro. Did you make a wish? Yeah. Tight. Um all right, let's see.
2: I don't um, know if I answered that. that, that, no, it, that it's was good. kind of a hard question. It is a hard question. Answer.
0: But it's also very technical and there, and there's different ways to approach it, I think. Um let's see. Taylor Lynn said
3: Yas. yes. Yeah. No, no question. <laughs> Sick.
1: So, um so Taylor.
0: Let's see. Someone else said they're looking forward to it. Xavier Ganzi, I don't know. He says he has two questions, um, but I think the second question, basically this person's question, I read this it was long, um, was asking like how you how you would work with someone that that's so massive, m- massively known as like a celebrity or artist, like how to control yourself in that environment or how to make the first impression the best impression
1: but we yeah you really just got to be yourself and don't get wrapped up in who people are and what people do it's like you're going in and you're meeting a stranger right and you hopefully you guys get along and that's that you know some of us some people just have really cool jobs and that's literally it Mm -hmm. you know and i think if you go into the perception of how someone looks in the media you're gonna you know you're gonna bone yourself right like just go in and meet the person like when, like, when they're wearing flip flops you're like oh I have those same flip flops right you know like what's up <laughs> I don't know
0: they're like then they flip them over like nah these are Gucci <laughs> slides these are Gucci <laughs> slides and they're one of one you bitch um Steven Bromeal asked as far as film and photo styles um does Beyonce and Jay-Z try to direct you or are they more hands off and trust you and your style
1: I feel like they're pretty hands off yeah I feel like they get or just like the team in general gives a lot of creative control. And, and that's a good lesson too. Is just like hiring people around you that you trust to understand your vision. Yeah. You don't want to have to micromanage people and things and pictures. It's like, you know, let people do their thing. Right. I think they're really good at that.
0: Yeah. Um, Nikki Garcia says, what is three pieces of advice that he has for shooting live shows? What advice does he have for someone getting their foot into the door for concert photography?
1: Um okay so one I like to I I like to back myself into a corner a little bit with like I do, I don't like to have a bunch of zoom lenses. Mm. I like to just have one lens like a prime. And then that way y- you get interesting crops and you miss a lot of things and you have to you're running around a lot and if you want to get closer you have to be closer. Right. And I think that creates like at the end when you're looking at all your images, it creates like a cohesive like story. When you mm. use when you use one lens, when you're zooming in and out, it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know.
0: Completely different styles of images. Yeah, where seen in a row, it might not. Cause you like to grid your shit out a lot. Yeah. Why do you do that? I notice that you do that all the time. Where he'll he'll take like different photos and he'll have like one sheet and it'll have like ten different photos, but he grids them out and and has like a white backdrop and just places his images that
1: way. I. I like this. I like a story. Like I, I just, I mean, it's hard for a photo sometimes to, to do everything. Mm-hmm. So I think when you put like three photos together, there's like, you can get like an arc or right. something. Or I don't know. You just see like someone's face change mm. it is really interesting to me. Sure. Just like the little, that little bit. Um, the other advice would be, I really don't know. I think just like, shoot it the way you want to shoot it, but use one lens. It's really fun. Especially if there's other photographers there. Yeah. You know, you're all going to get the same shots, basically. So right. Just, so just make yours stand out with perspective. Sure. Or or something.
0: How would you say that that worked? Um, how would you guys work as a unit for photographers? Like, there's three photographers on this whole tour. You, Raven, and Andrew. What would you guys... I know some people are asking... Uh, I'm sorry if I'm skipping over your this person's question... But um,
1: well, I think we're all really different, and we all wanted different things, so it was really easy to work together. If we all wanted the same thing, it would have been kind of a nightmare.
0: Right. Sure. Yeah, because you guys all have a distinct style. Mm-hmm. But um, someone was asking the question. Oriana, she said, um. Sorry, I'm scrolling for it. During the tour, how do you manage to share the stage? Was it choreography? Did you start? Here and then, that person would take over there. Did you switch? I think people don't realize how massive the playground is, and that world is. And you could explore like. Yeah,
1: you can explore a lot, but but we just kind of kept it like. You know, kind of this this like unspoken, language. You know, because we all got in a groove with each other. So like, there may be a shoot that I like a shot that I really wanted from a a night before, and I'd like run around the stage, and then I would see Andrew staying standing there. So Mm -hmm. I'd be like. Okay, well, I don't need to be there, so right. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah.
0: So. I don't know how many times we do that shit where, like, especially when... Because Julie and Irie were there, too, and we peppered out. We had, At some point, we had three photographers, two digital videographers, two old media videographers, and then that shit gets... Clustered as fuck but i don't know how many times i'd walk into a spot like you you i would be coming on top of the stage you'd be coming up the stairs andrew and Irie would be right there or something they'd pop out and then we'd both see it and like turn around just like all right they got that spot or (laughs) or some shit or like i would go out and probably just fuck up everyone's shot because i'd super send it
1: yeah you're like waiting for a shot like you know a minute or like half a song or something you're just like waiting waiting there's something you really want to get and then like ben comes like crouching (laughs) through with his like monopod you're like dog
0: Fuck. <laughs> fuck you man
3: <laughs>
1: yeah i ruined it for a lot there's so many times i i
0: do a bunch of monopod shit and just be in definitely up there and then i turn around i see raven and we like be passing each other and she's just you know she's mad because she's just shaking her head at Raven's me
1: like, like ben in that damn monopod
0: oh, i'm fucking it up for everyone <laughs> that's what photoshop's for yo um uh. kayla let's see um Jean Paul Dia says were there budgets for editorial to pay everyone including the videographer for the shoots did they did you pitch to brands or did brands reach out to you for your commercial work I know we covered that a little bit but um, well,
1: that's one thing Ed- editorials usually don't have budgets no no not a lot not like small independent editorials usually don't have budgets you'll end up spending money on those hmm. um, especially if you want an assistant or rent lights or whatever you'll sort of operate on learn to like Operate on favors.
0: So then, do you try to negotiate your that to try to obtain a budget? And uh, you're saying you're spending money out of your rate that the artist is paying you to do this? No,
1: artist doesn't pay. Like um, typically, a magazine is just like magazine just connects the dots. They're like, okay, we want to use this artist, we want to use this designer, and we want to use this photographer. And the and it's sort of everyone's sort of doing it for PR, Mm. including the photographer. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, so but you also like you know if you're shooting like a musician or celebrity then you're looking at possible syndication with those images right just like speaking on a business sense like um i've done free shoots before and then you know of like an artist and then the record label comes back and buys photos for usage right so it it it, you can make money in the long run but editorials if unless it's like a public editorial when i like non-independent like something like um like Vogue or L or In Style or something like that, can pretty much expect not to have a budget. Crazy, but it makes sense too. Or you'll have a budget that literally just covers your expenses. Hmm.
0: Yeah, because I mean, there's someone. I mean, look what you said. Like shooting that cover of B changed your career technically. Like it allowed you to open up doors to new worlds that you didn't know before. Right. Which is really cool. That makes sense.
1: Um. Yeah, you're having your stuff in print. I feel like is such a big deal now. Because it's so common for photos just to live on the internet, right? And it feels really cool, like to go to like a magazine or a bookstore and see your shit sitting there. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty like yeah, that's like kind of like makes you feel like a little kid. To
0: have your mom call you and say she saw your shit on the news is pretty far. Yeah. The, let me see. Is there any other ones I want to ask? And I feel like we covered a lot of this shit. Damn, I this girl. Yo, I'm sorry. I, I she even came to the show. I failed super hard. I was supposed to let this person into the show and fucked it up. But now, I, and I cannot. I always fuck up her first name, and I know I wrote it down somewhere because I see her comment so often that I wanted to learn how to pronounce it. I Iasha, I don't know how. How do you say spell it? A y a s h a. I'm such a bad friend. I-Washa? Internet friend. Ayesha. Ayesha, I think. Ayesha. Ayesha. Gotcha. We'll go with it. She'll correct me again. I've noticed most of your shots um, are very strong but still natural. How did you figure out what uh, what's the best? Wait, what? How did you? How did he figure out um, that's what you like to portray best? It's like a strong, natural image.
1: I think I I just have like a natural like a um, very natural connection to the right. ordinary and people being normal and natural and like. I don't like glam, I don't like things being dolled up, I don't like things looking fake or mm. posed or whatever. And I think that comes from the sort of documentary reportage background that sort of like Bee's camp gave me the room to grow in. Right. So I just c- developed a taste for people being themselves. Yeah, it's fucking dope. You know?
0: I feel you. that's why i can be me around robin it's so good um good this is a good podcast i don't know you feel like you got some taught some people some shit maybe
1: yeah man i hope so i think you did i i mean i think i think you just gotta be yourself facts and if you suck man i don't know that's on you (laughs) (laughs)
0: you might have to be a (laughs) bartender sorry (laughs) what a fucking rare wild ass story uh all right cool is there people need to follow him on instagram because he doesn't tell people that robin's robin it's robin's underscore robin
1: yeah i think i lost like 20 followers since we got off tour that's gonna happen bro is it it's normal yeah i mean i don't stress out about those numbers but like i i think i'm just like huh People don't like my dog.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's not that. It's because I don't post. It's like a media source for them during tour. And like, look at like you Mm. accumulate like these Beehive fans who only give a fuck about Beyonce, right? And so whatever you do outside of Beyonce, no one gives a shit. So things are gonna trickle off. It's not like, but that don't matter. They're just gonna go follow other fan accounts and shit. Like that's cool. It is what it is. Like they get their fix during tour. Yada yada. It's probably when we should have made our brand deals. And then, uh, then they leave. (laughs) It's a sad thing to watch your numbers go down, but it is what it is. Um, So yeah, follow Robin on Instagram. And what else do you want them to? Do you want them to do anything specific? Mm -hmm. Check anything else out? Your website or anything? Um, Nah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Um, That's it. If you made it this far in the podcast episode, and you're watching, um, comment. On Robin's last, latest Instagram post and tag me in it and then and use the hashtag. What hashtag do you want them to use? I always let this happen because it's fun because, like, six months from now, people will probably send
1: you this hashtag. Damn, really? Yeah. I can make up a hashtag. Any hashtag you want? Jada. Just Jada? <laughs> I don't know. It's my dog. I don't know. Kind of want to, like, bring things back to her a little bit. All
0: right. If you, yeah, if you made it this far <laughs> on the podcast, just hashtag Jada on his last Instagram post um, and tag me so I know. And that's it. You feel good? I think so. Yeah. How you want to end it? I mean, end it however you want.
1: Look at the camera and say whatever you want. Can yeah. I just do this? Yep, that's it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. This. And arm. this. Alright. And let's arm wrestle. No. Huh?
0: I'm ending it right now. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. That's it for episode 34 with Robin Harper. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure to follow Robin on Instagram so you can start fucking with what he's doing. You can find his links in the show notes at bwnc.com slash podcast. If you watch the podcast on YouTube, drop a review in the comments. And if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a review so people uh, know that we're lit. Don't forget to check out episode 24 with Jeezy's photographer, Dusty Kessler, as I suggested at the beginning of this episode today. I think there's a lot that you can learn from that episode. Um, It's a great interview. So. Yeah, if you're interested in joining the private group that we have, uh, just go to bwnc.com slash join. The community is waiting for you. And the merch store is currently shut down, but we have some special things that we're about to drop. So stay woke. All right, subscribe to Black Window Cream on every platform fucking ever. Tell everyone about it. New episode
3: every single Sunday. See you next week, you
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.